Hey girl, welcome back to Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar. This is episode number six. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I am your host, Anna Wilson, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered nurse. Also, I am the founder and very proud coach of Rock That Fitness, the best online women's fitness group ever. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about alcohol. And I titled this episode, Can You Drink Alcohol and Still Lose Weight? I've had a great deal of interest in this topic since posting about it in Instagram. have so much more to say than an Instagram caption will allow for. So let's just do a podcast episode on this, shall we? So get ready, get set, lace up those shoes, and let's go rock that walk. Well, here we are. It's episode number six. Girl, I got to tell you, (laughs) I still am in disbelief that I'm doing this podcast thing. Like, I just, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. Anybody can pretty much do a podcast. I know that, but I'm thinking, wow, I'm doing a podcast. Who am I? (laughs) Anyways, I do want to just say thank you so much. Thanks for your support your love, and your encouragement to do this because you know what this does? Besides, it's bringing you a podcast that you asked me for. (laughs) It's definitely challenging me and giving me the opportunity to learn and grow. And let me tell you, this is causing a lot of self-growth here for me. So, So I appreciate it. I am grateful. Also want to thank you for the ratings and reviews that you've given me. It's so kind of you and I really appreciate it. So if you are enjoying my podcast and you haven't left a rating or a review, I want to invite you to do that. Um, fives are great. <laughs> and it just helps to reach out and let other other people know that this podcast is in existence and hopefully help more people. So let's start talking about alcohol. (laughs) Um, I guess I just want to say that I, you know, let me just start out by saying I've had in my past, alcohol has been a part of my life since the beginning of time. And my mom is from Spain, as you have heard in, in previous episodes. So in Europe and in the Spanish culture, drinking wine and drinking beer is just part of everyday life. It's just the way it is. Um, So definitely grew up drinking wine, um, tasting it, being allowed to have some wine and beer as a child and growing up, Um, not anything in excess and, and definitely not like my own full drink, but I was allowed to taste it and have it. And it was normalized, very normalized growing up. I mean, my mom and I, that's for years. This is what we did. I mean, I I was right by my mom's side as she's cooking all, you know, paella and lentejas and what else? I mean, I, you know, I could go on and on all the food, all the Spanish foods in the kitchen, drinking wine while you're cooking, just normal everyday stuff, you know, pan y vino. (laughs) So yeah, so that was just part of my, my history growing up normal. 
And it's played an integral role throughout the centuries for many people all around the world and sometimes can be controversial. So um, I don't want to get controversial. I just want to bring some information, some thoughts, some food for thoughts <laughs> about alcohol and how you want to incorporate it in your life or how you want to possibly eliminate it, avoid it. Let's just talk about this um, in a from from a health perspective. Let's look at it. Yeah our overall health because isn't that why this is why you're here this is why we're together and we're friends we're talking about our health and our fitness and living our best healthy fit rockstar life so how does alcohol impact that that's kind of what I want to talk about and I say that because the topic of alcohol can get very complex complicated and very in-depth when it comes to science and chemistry and how it impacts the body and how our body metabolizes it it gets very very complicated real quick and my goal is just to keep it simple so we can be wise about the role of alcohol in our lives if we choose to to use it it is the most widely and socially accepted drug why I guess because it's legal, you know, and so it's socially acceptable and it's very, very normalized as part of uh, all kinds of celebrations um, and daily living and including it in our lives on a regular basis. So it's very accepted, very normally accepted, right? Um, and I want to talk real quick about the recommendations. We're going to talk about health. So let's talk about the recommendations. Dietary guidelines for Americans, which they like to use this word it's okay to use or it's not, you know, it's not much of a health risk if you're using it in moderation, which this word moderation always just kind of makes me kind of laugh under, you know, because moderation is such an ambiguous word. So here is the guideline for moderation. For women, it's expected one standard drink a day. For men, it's two standard drinks a day. And I'm saying standard because I'm just talking about the actual portion. Like, for example, the standard portion for like a glass of wine is five ounces. I believe it's five ounces. Anyway, that's what I'm calling a standard drink. I'm not talking about, you know, a tall pour. (laughs) Um, Okay, back to the guidelines. And so health risks are increased when women have four or more glasses or four or more standard drinks in a day or eight or more a week. And health risks are increased for men if they have five or more standard drinks a day or 15 or more standard drinks in a week. And as a side note, a binge is considered having four or five drinks in a short period of time. So short period of time, that's so subjective. That's going to depend on the person and their size, their height, their weight, right? And food in their stomach. Yes, that. Um, Okay. Um, So alcohol does trigger the pleasure centers of the brain, which makes it addictive. That's another fact. Um, it's also metabolized differently in the body. It's not considered one of the main macronutrients like carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, because what happens is when it's in your, when your body is processing it, it's only going to be processed about 10% out through digestion. So, and your breath and your sweat and urine, that's about 10%, but then about 90% of that alcohol is being metabolized by your liver which 
because it's a toxin, your body's trying to get rid of it first. So if you have other carbohydrate sources of energy in your blood, it's going to metabolize this alcohol first to try to rid and flush your body of those toxins. When I use this word metabolize, basically you can just, it's kind of like the same word as process, but metabolizing means bringing in, taking the food and drinks that we bring into our body and processing them into an energy form. I told you not to get complicated. Let's not get complicated. All right, so I'm excited to talk about this next part. I just want to kind of like talk about, you know, how how alcohol impacted me during my weight loss and how I managed and navigated that whole part of my own weight loss journey. So let me let me touch on this. And I'm just going to be keeping it real. I'm going to talk about this. Um, so as I was on my weight loss journey and losing weight and, and, you know, keeping track of my food and my drinks. I did keep track of alcohol most of the time. Um, you know, sometimes I didn't quite track it, but most of the time I did, I, you know, just like, just like anything that I tracked food or drink calories, tracking it, I tracked it the same. I treated it the same. And, and I'll be quite honest. I didn't quite understand at the time how the body metabolized it. I don't even know if it would have mattered because I was uh, drinking socially, socially drinking with friends. Um, and I would drink sometimes during the week too. Um, have a drink d- during dinner or at dinner or while I'm cooking because that's, you know, how I grew up. So it was just kind of a, a habit pretty m- Yeah, definitely, definitely a habit. But I, I know you don't know this about me, but I tend to be pretty high energy <laughs> and it's it was a way that I started realizing this about myself. I, it was a way that I was needing to calm down. Like all day long, I'm going like the Energizer Bunny, and it's the evening. And girl, you gotta settle down. Let's pour ourselves a drink. <laughs> and I'm not saying like I needed to get out of hand, get drunk, nothing like that. But I definitely was using it to cope um, and try to relax. Uh, you know, this just. I'm, I know I'm not alone in this. I know many, many people do this. It's like, you know, hard, long work day and I just need a drink to chill out and relax. Yeah, that's me. I did that one drink, maybe two, but definitely because I was coping with that, I was like needing to come off that high of going, 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 going all day long. Also would use alcohol, use alcohol for the calming effects Um stress when stress was happening was stress whether it was work related whether it was family related you know things that really would stir me up get me stressed out and I needed you know it's not like I needed it I was very aware of this like I'd say to myself man I just want to have a drink like I'm feeling stressed and I would control that I'd be like okay well I need to manage this it doesn't have to be alcohol so so there was a time period where I would realize that, it, you know, I'd, I'd want to have a drink, but I would control it and not have a drink sometimes because I wanted to make sure I had control of this, right? Oh, stressful just thinking about it. <laughs> stressful just thinking about the idea that I needed to manage that stress and not use alcohol. So it's been, it's been a process, a process of changing my mindset and my thinking and just becoming more wise about things and my health. So, 
Yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there so you can know from what perspective, from, you know, what angle I'm coming at when it comes to this. So yeah, I did use alcohol, fun, hanging out with friends, drinking wine, going to the, going out to wine tasting, going to wine country. And it was what it became like a, it's like a recreational thing to do, right? It was always a part of parties and get togethers and going out and a part of the weekends. It's very interesting. I had a mind shift about all this. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now. Um, the thing is, I would, so when I became aware of this, like I said, I, you know, I drank alcohol throughout my weight loss journey. So it, it was not something that kept me from losing weight because I was very aware of the, the fact that it still had calories. And so that energy balance had to be there. I still needed to be in a deficit to continue my downward trend on my weight loss. So it wasn't a problem while I was losing weight. And it's not a problem for losing weight if you are managing and tracking your calories and measuring, um, or just measuring and making sure you're in a deficit, right? So it's not. But I became more and more, I don't know, curious about the reason, the reasons I was drinking alcohol and why I wanted to. And let me just, a side note, I never would be drinking to get drunk. Um, I really avoided that. I hated the thought and the feeling of getting out of control, not knowing what I, you know, just getting all not, not in control of myself, basically. And so, and by the way, that's not to say I never took it, (laughs) took it beyond that or past the line because there were times, believe me, you know, yeah, there were times I drank more than I should have, but it was, it was very, just not very frequent. That was not a frequency for me, but it happened. And and every time those things happened to me, when I would drink in excess, I always, always the next day felt horrible about it. Like I had, I don't know, just guilt, shame. Like, why did I do that? I think there's something deep inside of us that tells us we know we weren't taking care of ourselves. So anyway, that's my side note, just to let you know, I know, I know the feeling and I know all about drinking in excess and not taking care of my body the way that I needed to be taken care of. So, so again, like I, as I have, as I lost all my weight and became more and more in tune with my body, in tune with my health and my fitness, um, I was not drinking alcohol nearly as much. And I started to, I guess, make a plan for myself. Sometimes it would be like, you know, I'm going to practice abstinence from alcohol And I did that to, for just, you know, like I said, a couple of times it was because I was just trying to back off on calories. And sometimes the bigger thing I think for myself was to make sure that alcohol didn't have a control, did not have control over my life and that it wasn't becoming a pattern because obviously alcohol is addictive and it can become a habit. So I would like since weekends were the times that I would tend to drink alcohol for whatever reason, I made plans sometimes to not drink alcohol on a weekend, on a given weekend. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to drink alcohol every weekend. I need to back off on this. So I would kind of think in my mind about how many weekends in the month and like, 
you know, I had alcohol last weekend. So this weekend, I'm, I'm going to completely refrain from it. And I would do that. And more and more often, I would do that. So it was, it was a way for me to really, you know, feel what it felt like to get through a weekend and not have any drinks or get through a week or two weeks. So I would take these breaks and these breaks just helped me really get in tune. Like I said, get in tune with my thinking and triggers. And that's something too that started to, I started started to really go in depth with my thought processes and my mindfulness and being aware of what was causing me to want to have a drink. Because like I said, it's addictive, right? It's something that it, it, you know, goes into those pleasure centers of your brain. So if you're having a stressful moment or things are just uncomfortable or whatever's going on in your moment in your life at a time and you want to relieve that, that uncomfortableness, that stress, whatever it is. And so alcohol, like, oh, I want to have a beer to calm down. I want to have a beer to relieve that uncomfortable, that stress. So it's, it goes straight to the pleasure center of the brain. So becoming more and more aware of that. Um, I would take longer breaks. And of course, I knew that not only taking a break from that for my mental health, but it was definitely going to be impacting me in a healthy way for my body physically. So there was that as well. So that was also an incentive to take these breaks. And then you have the challenge, right, of you, you're in a social setting. And I, you know, instead of handling it by telling people I'm not drinking, you know, I, I was a little, I kind of handled it a little differently. For me, it was, it was, it was a game and I would try to see if I could get through the entire social event without letting anybody know that I wasn't drinking alcohol. I played a few games, like I would hold some alcohol, but I wouldn't drink it <laughs> when no one's looking, kind of dump it. Um, or I would have a drink that looked like I was having a cocktail, but it was really just club soda and lime. And if somebody asked me, I would just tell them and they would just ask, well, why aren't you drinking? Because, you know, people always assume like, oh, you have a problem. See, that's, that's how, that's how much we've normalized that it's, you should be drinking a drink. You should be having an alcoholic drink with everybody else. And some people are just uncomfortable with other people who aren't drinking. So there's that. And I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And I know I'm not in control of other people's feelings, but just, just out of the sake of consideration and not even bringing it up, like why even put the energy into it? So, so yeah, I would have, you know, club soda and lime made a great drink to stand around holding nobody knowing that I'm not having alcohol and not causing anybody else to question and just keep the peace, you know, keep the peace, keep the peace. And I don't know, something in my mind that I didn't want anybody to, to think we all play mind games. I mean, that's just the bottom line. We're humans. We do that. I didn't want anybody to think that I was acting like I'm better than anybody. (laughs) It's kind of funny, right? But it's true. I don't want anybody to think that I think I'm better because I'm not like nobody's any better than anybody else. But I just know sometimes people have these mindsets and these these think this thought in their mind that because you're not drinking with them that they feel lesser. And so I don't even want to go down that road. Like, let me just make the make things peaceful and not put any energy into that. And, and I find it challenge the challenge to get through an event or holiday or whatever it is that nobody even knows that I didn't drink. That's the challenge. I love that, you know. But, but I'm not hiding that from anybody because believe me, I've been there. I've been to the wine parties 
uh, all wine, everybody drinking wine and being asked, what's the reason you, why are you're not having wine? What are you know, why you're not having wine? And my answer simply is, I just don't, I don't feel like having it. I don't feel like having it today. That's the truth. Bottom line. Yeah, I don't feel like having, I don't feel like having any wine today. I don't feel like having any beer today. And most of the time, people who will respect you, people who respect you are going to understand and let it just slide like no big deal. So, so I'm completely, perfectly comfortable with that. And um, when it comes to like my shows, because you know, obviously, um, a lot of times we have a show, my band, Flying Free Band here locally, I'm in the cover band here, and I'm the lead singer. And many times people will bring drinks up to me. Oh, my goodness, that's a fun challenge. So thanking them because people feel good when they give you something, I want to receive it with joy and say thank you. Oh, my goodness, all the people who come to my show are going to know I do this <laughs> now. I just thought about it. Oh, well, who's really listening? Like, are they listening to my podcast? I don't know. But it's, you know, and I can just hand that over to the bass player, the drummer, somebody else who wants to enjoy that drink and, and move on. So there's that. There's that way. Somebody had asked me, how do you handle these social social situations? <laughs> and I do just try to let them kind of be peaceful and, and not bring attention to it. So So there's that. And now I want to talk about the pros and cons of drinking alcohol for myself or for you. <laughs> and I'm going to start with talking about all of the reasons not to drink alcohol. The first one, and these are not any in any particular order, okay, but it is an addictive substance. It's mind altering and it's addictive and it can be very habit forming and it doesn't matter who you are. Every single one of us is subject to becoming addicted to alcohol. Anybody can become an, an addict of alcohol. That's a fact. It is a drug. It is a mind-altering drug and it's addictive. Okay. Do I need to say that again? <laughs> I think I've said it enough. Okay. Can also be used as a crutch, a coping mechanism to mask over what's really happening and not address the real issues. So in a huge sense, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to, to face those emotional things going on with us without using alcohol or without using any mind-altering sub substances. Another con is that if you're on a weight loss journey, if you are trying to manage your calories, well, it's gonna add calories and there's no nutritional value to drinking alcohol, nothing doesn't add any value to your health and your nutrition. So there's that con. And that becomes a con as well when it comes to thinking about planning for the weekend or a holiday or some kind of celebration and thinking, how many drinks am I going to have? Am I going to drink? Am I not going to drink? And so if if that's just out of the picture, then it's then it's just more freeing in life. So, so that's a con that it's just taking up mental energy to try to cope with that, with that idea of how many calories, how many drinks am I going to have? So navigating that whole thing, like pff, it's just an added, added stressor to your mind. Another con, and some people will say, well, if you have alcohol, you'll sleep really well. 
Well, that's furthest thing from the truth because it does decrease the quality and quantity of our sleep and our rest, which we really need for recovery, for rejuvenation, and it's going to impact the next day. We will we will have decrease in cognitive functioning, the way you know, thinking and decision making, I guess you could call that brain fog. It's also going to decrease our immune system and decrease our performance in just about everything. More more cons. Um, it's a depressant. It makes you tired. It slows down your central nervous system altogether. It's just going to slow you down. And here's one that I I suffered with when I was drinking alcohol regularly, which I, I find fascinating because you, you want to drink alcohol because you think it's going to be relaxing you. But you know what? Research has proven over and over that actually alcohol increases anxiety because what happens is once the euphoric effects of alcohol wears off, your serotonin levels drop and it causes anxiety and depression. And in case you don't know, serotonin is that feel good hormone in our bodies. So yeah, our serotonin levels will decrease and we will become anxious. It's the craziest thing, right? I mean, you think alcohol is just going to cause you to re- you know, relax and all that. But I mean, I experienced it firsthand. It did cause me anxiety in the strangest ways for the whole, you know, hours after the, the effects wore off or even for the whole next day. It, that's a proven scientific fact. Another con, which doesn't affect everybody, but many people experience night sweats. And that's just your body is metabolizing, again, processing. And that's one way that it um, flushes out toxins is through your sweat. A couple more cons. This is from the American Cancer Society that drinking alcohol regularly or any amount, actually, just even a little bit, can increase your risk of seven different kinds of cancer. That one is very disturbing to me. I I want to prevent d- disease and illness if at all possible. And so by not consuming alcohol, that's definitely helpful. Also, prolonged use of alcohol is going to cause permanent structural damage of the brain, causing damage to our memory and also decreasing our ability for, for learning. That's a lot of cons. But you know what? That's only... <laughs> I think that's just a fraction of all of the cons, all of the reasons not to, that that are going to impact our health in a negative way. Um, So those are all the cons. What are the pros? This is just funny to me in a way. Like I, when I think of all of the cons, it's hard to think of pros, but I, I actually put some thought into this. Like, what are the pros of having alcohol? Well, it tastes good. <laughs> These are mine, okay? You probably have your own or maybe you don't even have any if you don't drink alcohol, but um tastes good. I do like the taste. I'm one of those weird maybe not everybody, but some of us like the taste. I like a good strong beer. I love a good strong dark red wine. Um, and I like the feeling. I, I like that the feeling the first drink will give you is kind of euphoric, relaxing, little tingly vibe down the spine. Yeah, I'm mean, just being honest here, keeping it real. I like that relaxing feeling. Funny thing is, um, that only happens once. You And we keep on chasing that feeling we get from that first drink. But the truth is, it doesn't come again and again. It's like just that one time. So, 
Um, what else? It's, it feels fun. It feels fun to be included with everybody else drinking, but you know, I can drink something else and nobody needs to know that I'm not having alcohol, right? There's just not a lot of pros. It's so funny to me these days when I think to myself, do I want to have another, do I want to, do I want to reintroduce alcohol? Okay. If you didn't read my post about this, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since June the 26th on 2021. So last year, it's been over a year now. And every time I've had an opportunity to have alcohol, I always ask myself, why? For what reason? And I can't find any good reasons. <laughs> oh, because it's going to taste good? This is not a good enough reason. I think I can get past that one. Um, there's just never a good reason. So yeah, I don't know. And like I say, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink alcohol again. It's just, there's a lot, a lot goes into thinking about my health and how it's going to impact how I feel today. I love having the energy that I have every day. I don't want anything to take that away. Those are like my superpowers. And I love, um, waking up every single day, not thinking, did I have alcohol last night? Even when I have a show on a weekend and I'm up really late because I put on a show the night before when I wake up in the morning, I'm relieved that the only factor that I have to deal with is that I didn't get enough sleep. It's not that I didn't get enough sleep and I had alcohol. It's like one less stressor factor in my mind and my thinking and in my whole physical being of health. So there's that. Um, yeah, I just... I don't think of any good reasons to drink alcohol, but you never know. I'm leaving that open because I have the power to choose if I decide I want to, and I, I might, I just might still, but it's good to know. Um, it's just interesting to me when I reflect back and it was like, I was taking that last break that I took from alcohol. Like I said, it was June 26th, last drink I had last year. And when I had that last drink, I didn't really realize it was going to be my last alcoholic drink for a while. I was just after that weekend, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break. And then one week, two weeks went in. And, um, and after that, I, you know, oh, I, I have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to put a plug in here for this book. It's called, I listened to this book on audio and it's called This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And I had heard about it many times in the past, but I never listened to it or watched or read it because I thought, well, that's for somebody who, who has a problem or who has an addiction. Um, so I just never read it or listened to it. But then I got really curious and I listened to that book and I would listen to it when I'd go riding my bike and there were some great insights in that book that made me change my mind about stuff, just how alcohol is so romanticized and how it's just so, you know, I mean, look at the shrines that we build to alcohol in every restaurant. The bar is the most beautiful thing. It's come become so normalized. And yet there's a lot of dangers to alcohol, to our health and how it also impacts. I don't even want to go into all the things, how it can be so harmful to people, to yeah, we don't need to go there. I'm not going to go there. But um, the addictions, this book really did make me think of things in a lot of different ways. Like, wow, why? Yeah, why? Why do I have to be a part of every? Why do I have to participate in drinking alcohol? Like, everybody's doing it. So I need to do it. So I really questioned that too. So yeah, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. I know. But yeah, I, I don't. I You know, that last break turned into a month, then three months. And then I was like, you know what? 
I just don't have a desire. The funny thing is, in the past, whenever I would take breaks, I have to say this, okay? In the past, when I would take breaks from drinking alcohol, whether it be two weeks or a month or something, and I, the whole time I was on that break, I'd be like, oh, I feel like having a beer. Oh, I feel like having, I'm like, mm, I'm on a break. Nope. Uh, I got to wait until I'm off break. Like I desired it. I had a desire. But this last time I took a break, something crazy happened. I just didn't have any at all, any desire for it. Now, anytime you're trying to quit something, like I wasn't trying to quit it, but I'm just this hypothetically, when you're trying to quit something, isn't that like the magic potion? The magic pill is to just not desire it. So it was like, what? How do I not desire this? It was the weirdest, craziest thing. And since not having a desire for it, and since knowing all the health implications, I haven't had any good reason to drink alcohol again. And I will say that it took about, I was, it took like three months before I feel like I really started to become more aware. Like, I don't know, the whole world started to become more colorful. I started to become more aware of all the details of life and being more present in the people's lives around me and becoming more aware of myself and my thinking and my mind. It's like, what? This is wild and crazy and such a beautiful, great thing. Anyways, I know I'm getting off of this tangent, but on this tangent, but um, but I, I just need to share that because it, I was really blown away. They call it, I've heard it called instantaneous sobriety, which even that word bothers me because to, to use the word sobriety or I've been sober for so long and I know for you, if that's, if that's something you use, no, no offense at all. I re- totally respect that because I know that some people have chosen not to drink alcohol because it's become a serious problem in, in their lives. So, you know, for you, I get it. But for me, for some reason, that word just conjures up the idea that so uh, I've been sober for this long. I don't know why. For myself, it triggers up this idea that, well, I was a drunk. Like I was drunk and out of control and that wasn't me. So I don't know. I don't use the word like I've been sober for this long. I just haven't been drinking alcohol. So hopefully that doesn't offend anybody, but I'm just talking from my heart and from my mind, my own, my own experience here. All right. So now I just want to talk for a second about the, the great benefits of of not drinking and what happens when you do stop having alcohol in your life. The, the great things that can happen, which are um, your blood pressure will go down. You can have decreased cholesterol. Your quality and quantity of sleep goes up. It gets so much better. Your immune system is stronger and you're going to be preventing disease and illness or at least helping to prevent it. Um, hydration. Hydration goes up and your skin gets more clear and hydrated which is such a great thing. So that's good, right? Help us stay younger on the outside. (laughs) Um, Oh, and let's touch on this fat burning ability of the body. Your fat burning ability of the body goes up. Isn't that wonderful? Because your body isn't working so hard to try to flush out all these toxins before it can actually use the healthy carbohydrates and fats in your blood system. So I hope that makes sense. Somebody had asked me to talk a little bit more about that. The simple way to think about it is that we have macronutrients that we need that are healthy, the complex carbohydrates, proteins, and healthy fats. Those things that we get in our diet when we're eating healthy foods, 
But if we're introducing alcohol, that is not one of those things. It's it's creating uh, more work for our body, and we have to our bodies have to work over time harder. Our livers have to work harder to process to metabolize the toxins and get that out of our bodies so that it can then process the healthy nutrients in our bodies. So in simple terms, our body's going to use the calories from alcohol first before it uses the nutrient dense macros, you know, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. So in a sense, alcohol is a roadblock for our health. So if it's busy, you know, working on those toxins and trying to process that out, has to do all that hard work first. And yes, it's compromising, compromising our health in so many different ways and compromising our weight loss as well. Oh yeah, a side note on how it compromises our weight loss. (sighs) I can't believe I forgot to say this, so I'm going to say it now. Drinking alcohol is going to lower your guard, right? It's going to decrease your awareness and (laughs) your care for anything. So you're going to be more likely to, well, number one, drink more. So that's more calories you're going to drink. And also, if you don't care, you're going to eat more. So it's another, it's like a double-edged sword there. So, So that's the other reason how it can compromise our goals when it comes to our weight loss. So be wise. If you do use alcohol, be wise about that. Be aware and know that and own it. If that happens, just don't beat yourself up over it. Just recognize it and and take power and, and own it. If it happened, it happened. Now you just move on. One other real quick tidbit. I'm not one to get into all of the complicated discussions about hormones. Let's just keep this very simple. Alcohol does disrupt our hormones and as women aging, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause, whatever pause you want to talk about, it does impact. So let's not even have that as a factor. So, so that's the great thing. The last great thing about not drinking alcohol is it's one less factor to deal with. It's like one last thing that you can blame. Like it's not the alcohol. Like if you remove or eliminate or, or not use alcohol, then you know that you're, you're going to be getting your hormones more imbalanced or you're going to give your body more of a chance to be balanced. So keep it simple and understand that it does. It does impact your hormones. You've probably heard that said already, but it was worth saying. <laughs> All right, girl, that brings me to the end of this episode. Wow. I had a lot to say about this. There's a lot to be said about it. And if you have any questions about alcohol or you want to ask me any questions, please feel free to send me an email at anarockstar23 at gmail.com. And I would love to love to have this discussion with you. Any questions at all, let me know. If you find yourself having challenges with alcohol, you're questioning whether whether you even want it in your life, I do want to encourage you to take a good, hard, long look at the use of alcohol in your life and if it is impacting you in negative ways in your health, your fitness, in your mental health, and you could be living a much more free life without it. Take a look at that. And if you're having trouble with it for yourself, having trouble and you feel like you're, you're, in, you're stuck and you just can't seem to get out of it, and you're in a lot of pain mentally, emotionally about it, I just want to encourage you to please seek some help. Get some professional help 
nobody needs to know that you're struggling in this way you can definitely get some confidential help and and just do that for yourself because YOLO, you only live once, girl, and it's never too late to take back your health and your fitness to live your best fit, healthy rock star life, okay? I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Don't let alcohol take that from you. It's yours. Your life and your health and your fitness belong to you, and you have the choice to take it back. So you do that. All right. The end. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast, to listen to me. Um, I know you could be doing just about anything else and you took some time to listen to my podcast. I really, really appreciate you for doing that. Thank you so much. And now I want to tell you to take care of yourself in every way. Self-care, self-love all day, every day, girl. Do I have your word? Good. Let's go. Hey girl, hold up. Before you go, I don't want to pass up this opportunity to invite you to join us inside Rock That Fitness. So if you want to lose fat, get leaner, stronger, shape your body, increase your self-confidence, increase your energy and metabolism, as well as changing your mindset around food and fitness for life, then I want you to consider joining the band. And we are the best online women's fitness community ever. And I know I'm biased. I know it sounds like I'm biased, but really all the rock stars in there will tell you the same thing. It's a very powerful thing to be around like-minded women, just like you, who are seeking to become the best version of themselves every single day, body and mind. Plus, you get access to me and Abby. We are two certified, experienced coaches. Abby is a physical therapist. I am a registered nurse. And we genuinely care about you and your success. And we're here to take away all the guesswork and to help you every step of the way. And if this sounds like a good fit for you, if you feel like it's time to join the band, please go visit our homepage at anarockstarfitness.com for more information or just email me at anarockstar23 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, is this a good fit for you? Just send me an email. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, rock on, girl. Rock on, girl.